Hey guys, welcome to Naked and Unashamed, the podcast where we take off the mask, take off the filters, and wear our most vulnerable self, sweetie, without the guilt and shame attached to it. I'm Tega, your host, and I would love to welcome you to the space where we can rest in the realness of our stories, grow in our faith, perspective, and in the healing process. So glad you tuned in. Keep listening for today's episode. Ayo, ayo, ayo. What's actually popping and locking, folks? Obviously, those knees of yours, since they're not really getting much movement. And we are now going into week four of quarantine. Yes, week four. Now, if you're new here, welcome to Naked and Unashamed. I am so glad that you somehow stumbled into this space. Due to Miss Rona, because she sat down and refuses to get off the couch, you have the unfortunately fortunate pleasure of getting yet another Tega Talks. zippity doo da zippy a yeah, yeah, cowboy emoji, all the things. Now, before we really jump into this, if you're wondering why I sound like this, y'all, I am not an allergian, aka people who be coughing and sneezing and hacking due to the pollen. However, this pollen this spring somehow has those Floyd Mayweather hands and she's getting to my throat. It's not Rona like you guys think everybody else has. No, I think that this spring just really is prepared to give everyone a KO. It's already gotten my car and it seems to be trying to get me, but I will prevail. Now, Last episode, last time we all got to sit around a little campfire and chat, the idea and notion of being quarantined had just begun. Now since then, a lot has changed. And change can bring about a surplus of emotions and thoughts and actions. In fact, one commonality I've noticed in the midst of coronavirus, and yes, I called her by her whole government name, is the fact that because lifestyles are changing and things are just changing in general, everyone, everywhere is grieving in some way, shape, or form. See, we grieve what we fail to fully relish in. We grieve what we fail to accomplish. We grieve the, the activities we took advantage of. We grieve the opportunities that were beginning to rise. We grieve the budding relationships and the relationships that have already been established because a lot of those things happen in person. We grieve for what was and what was supposed to be. And for some, we even grieve for who we've lost and the fear of losing more. Now, we sit in the reality that for the next few weeks or even months, there is new and there is unexpected. There is the newness of figuring out routine. There's also the unexpected parts of figuring out routine. There's the new in addressing hidden demons. There's the new in slowing down or for some picking up pace. And there's the newness of unchartered territory. And you know what? It is completely okay and it's valid that we're all processing through this differently because we are all wired differently, folks. We aren't the same and thank God for that. For me, I've learned that through this, I've had a certain way of processing my grief. For my Enneagram lovers, I'm a solid three wing four and I've seen how that wiring (laughs) operates and how I've navigated quarantine and what's occurring globally. That's actually what we're talking about today in today's episode. 
I was racking my brain for days upon days trying to figure out what I wanted this episode to be about, what God wanted his people to know at this time, and what I even needed to hear and grow in at this time. And honestly, it has taken up till today for me to solidify what is it? Like, what do you want to talk about? This doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to be real. And you have to be raw and honest about what you're experiencing in this time. I almost did not even put this out because I'm probably most insecure about this episode, but I'm pushing forward because I want to talk about how people have been moving in this time. Let me explain. Since we're all grieving and processing the wake of coronavirus or Miss Rona differently, we all have different ways of grieving and coping with this grief of the things that we have lost or will lose. Some of us sulk. Some of us do things, some maximize, some minimize, some ignore, some overthink. I have learned that I am a filler. I like to fill things up, whether that be my calendar, my time, whatever the avenue is, I fill things up to the brim because I despise the appearance of not looking busy. I despise not being busy. Busy is how I cope with dealing. I will give myself two to three business hours to process something upsetting or off-putting, and I will process it to the bone, and then it's back to work. So as you can imagine, in this time of quarantine, I have not allowed myself to be idle. I've chosen to take on new projects, work on old ones, all in the guise of honoring my gifts and being a good steward. I've filled my time with reading books. I've filled my time with watching shows and social media. I've filled my time with building a desk. I have filled my time with watching sermons. I've filled my time with doing puzzles. And I've filled and filled and filled. Even if I didn't necessarily want to do something, I would do it just because I needed my time to be filled. And if an hour was open, that means I was wasting my time. And then I had days where I was on the flip side of that. Like, I legitimately had days where I would shut down and not do anything at all. For those of you who love Enneagram, you know that the three goes to six when they are unhealthy. Which, which, rewind, bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> we're back. So that meant that I would shut down and not do anything at all. I just wouldn't be motivated to do much of anything and I would sit there. I would lay in my bed and I would just scroll on my phone and just listen to music. And I would tell myself, like, I need to get this done. I need to get that done. I need to do things. I need to do. I need to be productive. And I had so much time. On the real, though, what exactly is the point of the quarantine if I'm not being disastrously productive, right? What was the point of the quarantine if I didn't come out with a body looking like Beyonce, having read 45 books and written reports on all of them, written three books of my own, had a fashion line out, two songs out, ended world hunger, and bridged the gap between the rich and the poor. I mean, we have all this time. Like, it would literally come to the point where I would feel immense guilt because I felt like I was a complete failure and an awful person because I had not used this time of the quarantine thus far to cure cancer because I have the time, right? But here's something I've learned. It doesn't matter how much you feel something if you aren't being fueled by it. Take this for example. 
We always hear the debate, is the glass half full or is it half empty? Those of the positive outlook would argue that the glass is half full. And those with what you would call a more realistic approach would say, well, the glass is actually half empty. Well, y'all, can I offer my two cents? I'd like to argue that what if it's neither? What if it doesn't matter which one it is? Because at the end of the day, you have water in a cup. It's not being consumed. It's just sitting in the cup. And then let me be real for a second. I am a prideful person, y'all. I have come to the conclusion more and more daily that I pride myself in my busyness and my ability to do. So instead of a half full or half empty cup, my cup was full and overflowing. My cup was overflowing with the fact that even in this quarantine, I was filling up my calendar with things to do. I was reading, I was exercising, I was writing, I was making music, I was cooking, I was cleaning, I was decorating, I was completing puzzles. That is a feat, y'all. Completing puzzles is a feat. I was in creative meetings. I was blah, 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 yuckety yuck, ding dong, ditch, didgeridoo, yada, 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 I, I, I. At the end of the day, I would feel exhausted and not in the good way either. All of those things on its own are good things, but I wasn't doing them to fuel me. I was doing them to fill time and my ego. And there's a difference. To fill is to pour into a stationary cup, a cup that does not move. To fuel is to pour into a cup and then consume it for nourishment. And I wasn't nourished. What's the point of putting gas in a car if you aren't going anywhere? What's the point of getting a morning cup of coffee if you aren't going to drink it? You're just going to let it sit in the cup. And yeah, the cup is full of coffee, but you aren't fueled. You just filled your cup. See, I've been hearing a lot of people say, you have all the time to do X, Y, and Z. You finally have all this time to do blah, blah, blah. And if you aren't using this time to do bleep, bleep, blah, then you are a lazy son of a Christian. And you aren't going to amount to much and bleep, bleep, blah, bleep, 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 bleep. And that's all I've been hearing. And even I have been guilty of saying these things. I am the main one to sit there and say that people have time for the things they prioritize. We all have time, so you should all do stuff because you have time now. But you know what? It isn't necessarily about the time you have to do or achieve things. Tons of us have time in this quarantine period. It's more so about the energy you have to exert. Forget the number of hours you have in a day. Do you have the energy levels to exert and sustain the very things that you want to do? You can have a list of five things, but it means nothing if you don't have the energy to do the first thing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where the guilt sets in. Guilt sets in when you believe the lie that time equals productivity. Guilt sets in when you have the feeling like you're wasting your time because you're operating at low energy levels. Guilt consumes you when you feel a societal pressure to perform and be the best you possible when you are literally running on negative E, honey, and then some. For the past week, to be honest, like TBH, like like my status for a TBH, I have been running on absolute fumes. Like I was barely getting by y'all. And the thing is, when I tried to voice these pressures to my community, I'd hear, how can you be tired? How can you feel drained? You have all this time. Baby girl, baby boy, honey, sweetie, 
that is the very thing it has very little to do with time and more to do with motivation and drive okay i think you know where it is about to go it's the commercial break hey guys i am so glad that you stopped by to listen to this episode per usual feel free to follow the naked and unashamed instagram at nkd and unashamed but if you like this episode or this podcast it mean the mostest like the mostest mostest if you share this with friends family or on your social media and feel free to rate this too okay loves keep listening for the rest of this episode okay so I have been talking about this idea of it's not really about time, it's about energy. And I keep talking about energy and motivation and drive. So let's break this down into four categories. There are four main energy levels that I want to talk about. It's your mental, your physical, your emotional, and your spiritual levels. For me, mental deals with capacity. It's the amount of capacity I have to learn, to create, and to complete tasks. Can I focus? Can I concentrate on the things in front of me? What's my attention span looking like? Now, here is a little list of things that I think it may look like if your mental isn't in the most centered of places. And this is something that I ask myself. I'm always asking myself questions like a psycho, but it helps. Do you feel like your brain feels foggy or clouded with an abundance of things? Do you have a hard time creating right now or or feeling creative or thinking of new things? Do you feel sluggish and apathetic towards things that you're doing? Are you dealing with a lack of work ethic? And on the flip side, are you working on overdrive? Are you doing things for the sake of saying that you're getting things done? Are you fueling your ego? Are you excessively driven? See, for me, mental is probably one of the spaces that I struggle in a lot whenever I am not balanced in this area. For me, it is just working on autopilot and my brain is just doing things and there's not an actual joy in them I'm just kind of doing it because I am feeding my ego to say that I got a task done rather than me doing my absolute best at it and that's how I can tell when I've been working on ease when I am doing things that I normally love but I don't love it right now because it's almost as if I'm just kind of doing it just to do and that's how I know I'm not in the healthiest space mentally to do those things and then there's the physical energy maybe what strength do you have do I have endurance is there a level of longevity in my movement Am I getting sleep? And I know some of y'all don't sleep till 4 a.m. and then wake up at 185 dozen 30 meters later. And then you're like, I'm tired. Are you getting sleep, honey? Is my body nourished? Here's what it may look like if your physical isn't in the most centered of places. Does your body feel fatigued and tired? Do you feel dehydrated or unable to keep up with movements? Do you feel like you need outside substances like things that aren't prescribed in order for your body to function well? Is your body functioning under stress or tightness? Do you have difficulty breathing? Things like that are good gauges to see, like, am I balanced physically? I talked about this in my last podcast episode, but I started feeling these things physically more and more, um, 
just up until early this year where I was like, I don't know if I'm sleeping enough. And so it caused me to start setting timelines of like, girl, you got to sleep at this certain time. You don't need to be on social media before you go to sleep. But also like, are you active? Are you moving? It pushed me to get a gym membership. And even though the gym is closed right now, I am doing at home workouts that um, I push myself to do because I know that it helps me strengthen myself physically. The next one is emotional levels. The emotional place is usually what bridges the gap between your mental and your physical. So what is my current outlook on situations? Where are my anxiety levels? Do I have any triggering stressors that are affecting my emotional health and my mood? Am I projecting? Am I feeling a deep emotional weight that I need to offload in a healthy manner? Now here's what it may look like if your emotional isn't in the most centered of places. Are you running on a great amount of fear? Are you operating in self-doubt or God-given confidence? Are you concerning yourself with things that are out of your control? Are you easily irritated? Do you feel like you're drowning when it comes to relationships and circumstances? For me, y'all, this drowning idea, like I did swim team growing up and stuff, but like I can drown in my emotions if they get to me. Now I mentioned earlier, I'm a three wing four, which means that I feel things very deeply, but I will shut them off immediately once they bother, I guess, my, my productivity and my ability to do which, you know, kind of ties into this whole grieving thing earlier of how Corona has messed up schedules and plans and things. And so the way I grieve is to think about, oh, okay, can't do this anymore. Can't do that anymore. But I'm about to fill my schedule with 58 other things that I know I can do right now because I'm a control freak. And so I'm moving in a level of fear. I'm concerning myself with things that are way out of my control. And I'm drowning because I feel like I'm in a place where I'm running on negative E rather than being fueled by things. And last and certainly, like most certainly not least, honey, your spiritual energy. Do you know who you belong to? Have you been rooted in the fact that God has daily bread to give you and it will sustain you for today. Like key word, today. Have you been reminded that you have a purpose and that your heavenly father loves you, cherishes you, and is pruning you to grow into who you were created to be? Now, here's what it may look like if your spiritual isn't in the most centered of places. Do you heavily rely on yourself to do and control situations? Does it feel like everything in your life or in the world lies in your hands and on your back? Do you take on the appearance of walking in a false transparency? Y'all, to be real, I can tell when I'm walking with Jesus versus when I'm skipping through the flowers with Judas. And I be skipping through the flowers with Judas sometimes. I'm not lying to you. Because sometimes when I know that I don't have my spiritual levels and where it needs to be, when I'm not creating time to be with God and being in his word and walking like Jesus, I will walk like Judas and do a little two-step and be like, yep, I'm good. But really, I am not where I need to be, people. I am not where I need to be. I have learned and noticed that my burnout happens when I'm deficient in all of these areas which very much so happens from time to time and happened recently. And to correct those things, what was my response? Add more to my plate. 
It was to force myself to do more, hence me operating out of complete emptiness and feeling even worse. So what do you do? How, how do you fix this? What happens when you keep trying to fill and fill and you keep failing time and time again? You step into what has the power and capacity to actually fuel you. That's what you do. See, in the Bible, there's this passage in which disciples are wondering how to pray, and Jesus models what it looks like to pray. And he says a specific line that is rooted in the Old Testament, and it says, give us this day our daily bread. The daily bread is is based on God giving the Israelites enough food for the day. Not too much, not too little, but just the right amount for the day. This is your fuel. See, your fuel for today is not supposed to last you to the end of the quarantine. (laughs) So the one workout you did last Tuesday is not supposed to cover your physical levels for the month. That one time that you glanced at the Bible that you were looking at John 316 is not supposed to spiritually feed you until December. The one meal you ate around 7 a.m. is not supposed to last you two weeks from now. Your daily bread lasts for the day and the day alone. So how do you maximize your daily bread? How do you steward what should sustain you well for the day? Keyword, the day. (laughs) For me, it starts with having a quiet time with God that doesn't always look the same. I think sometimes we have this misconception that your quiet time needs to look exactly the same in the exact same format every day. And that's like eating oatmeal for three months. It, It just doesn't work. You have to be fed in different ways, but get the same nutrients all the same. And so sometimes it looks like sitting and writing my prayers in my journals, and I journal very often. Sometimes it's listening to worship and asking God to let the word reveal something about him that I may not have noticed or thought about. Sometimes it's getting deep into scripture and reading the same passage over and over again to gain new perspective and clarity. Sometimes it's doing a devotional in addition to journaling, worship, and more. Sometimes it's even just me stepping outside and sitting in silence and just having a moment to just sit and listen and be prepared to receive if God has something to say to me in that moment. It also means me cooking healthy meals and having control of what I put into my body. It looks like me looking up new recipes on Pinterest and putting things together in order to nourish me physically. It's not putting junk into my body, even though I do love me some snacks. But at the same time, it's also stewarding my body well and knowing that I have the opportunity to control what I put in it. It looks like me going on walks on the trail near my house and putting in my AirPods and blasting a fire playlist that I made. Yes, I made, honey. That puts me in a good mood because music is insanely therapeutic for me. It looks like me working out and getting blood flowing and also growing strengthened in my physical as well as how I view myself. Now, working out is not always easy and workouts can be hard and sometimes Actually, not even sometimes. A lot of times I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. But then afterwards, like the way I feel after of like, I just went through something hard, but I came out on the other side is a wonderful feeling and is something that is very fueling. It also looks like lessening the amount of time I have on social media and pouring more time into FaceTiming my friends and having in-depth conversations about life and the ability to laugh and a kiki and cherish each other's company. It looks like, Knowing when to stop when my brain is at max capacity and allowing myself to have ice cream and a good movie and a TV show when I'm exhausted. 
side note for those of y'all who watch tiger king i haven't seen the hype about it yet um i'm like looking at a few episodes not really sure what y'all are into but anyways it looks like <laughs> me listening to songs from my childhood and doing a puzzle or blowing bubbles or just doing things that remind me of my youth like disney classics or my man's justin bieber it's watching a sunset from my backyard it is a lot of things but it varies from person to person I can give you all of these things that I do, but it's up to you to discover and lean into the things that fuel you. What things energize you? Remind you that you have worth, you have purpose, you have a reason to continue. This life is so worth living because there are things that we can do day to day that maximize our daily bread and allow us to feel an energy that God wants us to have to complete things and to do things and to step into things. Lean into the things that fuel you and listen to yourself when you're in your off zones. It's okay to have an off day. It's okay to have restful moments. It's also okay to do things, but there is a balance in that. And there's more strength and motivation and energy that comes from listening to yourself, leaning into God and recharging for the day. Don't use yesterday's recharge to charge for the whole month. Don't use what bread you had two weeks ago to charge you for today because it won't charge you in this time especially this time of being quarantined find new ways to fuel yourself and don't succumb to simply filling up time see like I said earlier we are all grieving the things that we've lost in different ways but we can also maximize the time that we have now and it isn't about the time it's about the energy we have to do the things with the time so what is that for you? What are you challenged to do? What area are you challenged to grow in? Is it your physical? Is it your mental? Is it your emotional? Is it your spiritual? Is it all of the above? Where are you deficient in? When was the last time that you sat and thought like, huh, is this part of me lacking right now? Am I running on E in this certain area? What's going on? Why do I feel this way? So it's up to you to sit think and process and that's it that's the end of the episode yes 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 that's the end that's the end no really though guys um oh y'all my my voice has been going off miss rona and uh miss pollen they work in a double tag team but it's okay i got jesus but <laughs> i hope you guys have a restful time but also figure out more things about yourself in this quarantine time because we are going into week four there's more but there's things to be learned here all right guys see you next episode toodles <laughs>